Welcome, friend. We are so glad you've joined us to listen in as ordinary people share their extraordinary stories of how one man changed their lives forever. No two stories are the same, yet it's our hope that you'll relate enough to want to meet the same man all our listeners have met. Listen as my friends tell me about a man that gave them hope and love beyond their wildest imaginations. Good morning, Myla. Hi. Welcome to Tell Me About a Man podcast. Yes, thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. Myla Sprayberry. We are in southeast Oklahoma somewhere. It was a beautiful drive out here. Oh, yeah. It's green. Very green now. It is so beautiful. And there are so many baby calves. I know. They're so so cute. cute. (laughs) They're so cute. So just kind of give everybody a little picture. We're sitting at your dining room table. The sun is shining. Everything's blooming. It's gorgeous. And so we're going to dig in a little bit into your story today. Um, But I want to ask you a couple icebreakers first. Mm. You haven't been prepped for these questions. I know. I don't think so. It's too fast. It's okay. (sighs) Chips or salsa? Chips and queso or cake? Chips and queso. Chips and queso? Yeah. Or salsa? Yeah, salsa, like, for sure. For sure? Yeah. Yeah. So you're a more salty, savory kind of girl over the sweets. Okay. Early morning workout or late in the day workout? Late in the day. Late in the day? Mm -hmm. So do you like sleeping in? Yes. And I don't move well in the mornings. (laughs) I have to wake up. Until like 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, some people are just naturally morning people and some people just like to sleep in. Yeah. A little slower yeah. going. So um, those of you that are listening might notice that um, Myla's speech is a tad... She struggles a little bit to get her words out. And so that's what's so cool that you're going to learn about her today and how she has conquered some major things. Actually, let me rephrase that. She hasn't conquered. She's allowed... Christ to conquer, help her conquer that and walk that with her. So Myla, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where'd you come from? What was life was like as a child? So I grew up in Maysville, Oklahoma, and um, I was there for 16, 17 years going up in um, elementary and middle school and high school. I cheered and played basketball, and I was in every sport, not every sport, but I was very involved. Um, after trying to make friends with everyone, I um, went to church at First Baptist Church in Maysville. So any time the doors were open, my family was there, and um, I was... I, I think that I was there from the moment I was born. Like, the next down day, I probably was at church. So, um, so I grew up in church, and I am so thankful that my family started that, that foundation early for me. So you were never resentful that... When the doors were open, you had to be there. Oh, oh yeah, I I was as a teenager more maybe. Oh yes, um, I remember waking up one morning, and my mom said, um, "Get up, get up ready to to go to church." And I laid there and I said, "Whenever I am eighteen, I am never going to church." And I remember <laughs> that like I was like 
hateful in the morning. My sister was mean in the morning to well, me. Well, you just said you're not a morning person. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, apparently I breathe too loud in the morning for my sister. <laughs> so it wasn't a pretty morning for us. But um, I, we went. My mom made me to go. So, yeah, I, I wasn't always... Uh, eager to go. Right. You didn't always appreciate it. Yes. So what was the moment? Where were you in life? What was the moment when you met met a man named Jesus? Um, I think like I was like three, five, like I, I knew about him from early on, like, um, Jesus loves me. This I know. Like I knew the song when I was little and, um, I was very involved in Bible study and Sunday school, and so I knew Jesus from a, whenever I was little. You knew of him as a man, like of him as somebody who, something or someone that was extremely important that you were supposed to learn about, dig into. Yeah. When was the moment in your life that you were like, okay, I get it, I have to give you my heart my soul. I've got to surrender everything to you. So I was seven years old. I was thinking about, um, heaven. And I think, um, when I was seven, my grams, my cramps, uh, my grams, husband, gramps, gramps. Yes. I um, love it. So there's grams and cramps. Yes. That's cute. (laughs) So he passed away and, um, I was about seven, so I was really thinking about Jesus and how he went to heaven and because they told me that. And so I was really interest, uh, interested in um, heaven and hell and Jesus and, um, and after you pass away. And so I was sitting in the back of my grandma's uh, grandma's car and she was telling me about Jesus and um, I said no I I, I know him like <laughs> I have heard about him but right. in that moment like it's changed for me mm-hmm. and um, I begin to love him so in that moment I asked him into my heart and to leave my life at seven years old so I didn't have anything to like uh, worry about really but I wanted him to be a part of it that's cool that's great and I've said several times on these recordings and and during these moments with people and just to remind our listeners there's no right or wrong it's it's when your heart finally goes okay I get it I accept it and I want you in here and I can't do this without you yeah and but so from seven years old does that mean that your life's been like filled with Roses and butterflies and rainbows and everything's just been amazing and perfect. Uh, no, <laughs> not no. It was like pretty ugly parts. Like, um, I don't know what, like where to start. Like, it has been a years and years of um, tragedy for my life. Um, because you're not that old. Let's let's clarify. No. You're only. Can I say how old you are? 30. You're only 30. No. Yes. And you have lived a very full life. Yes. Um, maybe the rest will be lots of rest for I you. Know. <laughs> I know. Like a mini blessing. But I have learned that blessings 
don't really mean good things because breathing a breath blessings can come out of bad things. Mm. Ashes and, of the beauty all the time. Yes, and it's hard to see that, but just sitting here telling you my story, I am so thankful, not thankful for what is happening, but the journey of how I met a man like I I met Jesus through all of it. Mm -hmm. So tell me a few of the um, struggles that you've had to walk through. Um, And you can kind of go chronologically if you want. Um, And then we'll lead up to the most recent one. (laughs) Okay, so in 2006 and 2007, I lost my cousins. So my dad had two sisters, Debbie and Sarah. And they had two kids, too. So their youngest child was, one was, she, he had some type of cancer. Mm-hmm. And um, he died whenever I was 16. How and old was he? He was 16, too. Y'all were the same age? I think wow. I was 15. Like, because we are, yeah, we were a year apart. But he um, he passed away when he was sixteen, and a year later, my um, other cousin died from a car wreck. His sister? No, or his sibling? A cousin. Oh wow! So my uh, my dad had two sisters, and mm. both of their youngest kids died mm. within a year apart. Mm. So it's like that's exactly months in mm-hmm. the year I got part. So I was only 16, 17, and I think I was just sitting. So I was 16. So that really changed my life because I knew the fertility of life. I knew I wouldn't be here forever. And I knew it can be gone in its instance. So, um, so they passed away whenever I was 16. I married my husband mm-hmm. in um, 2011. So that was a blessing. Like I, he is pretty great. He's all right. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> tell him that, but he He's is all right. Like, so um, we had four kids. Um, Quickly. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> when Mav was, so I have Drax, that is 11 now, but um, I had Mav two and eight months later. So I was done because I was in my junior year of college for general hygiene school. Mm-hmm. So when Mav was three months old. So Jax is three, Mav is... One. One. No, 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 not one. Three months old. Three months old. Yeah. Okay. So, Jax was about two because, yeah. So, Jax was two, Mad was three months old, and we found out about the twins (laughs) in my senior, like, junior year of hygiene school. Right. So, I was studying after the boys went to bed and sitting up, drinking coffee, <laughs> studying, writing up at like 4.30 in the morning to get them to where they needed to go and drive. 
and, and like to be in school all day. So um, I had the twins the summer before my senior year. Mm. So the senior year, I was getting like four hours of sleep at night because I was so you stayed four. In, you stayed baby. in school. Yes. Wow. So someone asked me, and I remember um, I was pregnant and I was working at the Chickasaw Nation too. And so I walked back to the office because we were on the late break. It was summer break. And someone asked me, um, are you going to continue to go to school? And I said, yeah. I I'd never christened myself. But when they asked me and I said, oh, maybe, maybe I can't do that. Like four kids in senior year, like... But I said, no, like, I am coming too far. Like, I am doing it. So it had never crossed your mind until no. someone said, said it to you. Yes. That's pretty amazing. Yes. Like, I, I said, yeah, I am. And, like, I christened myself. Like, maybe I, like, maybe it's too much. And my dad said, maybe it's too much. Like, this is too much. Like, now, but I... I think you can do it but it's like I want to take care of you and you be okay right. and everybody would understand if you did yes. finish later or take some time off yes right. and I said no like I am doing it <laughs> if I don't do it now you maybe won't do I it. won't do it forever <laughs> Most likely. yes and it was my girl goal and I was going to finish it so so I have four kids under three four kids under three in my senior year of college, oh my gosh. I have like a my baby. Right I have like baby throw up on my back, and I was working on patients, and <laughs> no one, no one has called me because they felt so mad for me. Oh, I'm sure. So that was 2015. The girls were born. So I have a lot, a lot of anxiety in that time. It was, I was getting little sleep. I was drinking coffee all day, all night to like stay awake for my babies. I was trying to balance my babies, my husband, school. So a lot of like, I was stretched thin and a lot of anxiety came with it. So after I graduated in 2016, the anxiety didn't go away. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was because it, everything will be easier. Because Tyler and I were making like, like he was working out in the military. So he was in gestion too. Mm -hmm. So he was doing um, for a personal training and if he doesn't have people like mm -hmm. my income was all you for, had yeah so for six of you yes yes six of us our house payment i remember was like like 400 a month and one of my patients every two weeks was like 400 wow. a month so like i don't know how we made it still but I, I know because I saw God for it, like through all of that one day I had a, a test uh, a, a, a random board you have to have a random board 
in a like clinical board mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to pass and get your license. So I think that was like eight hundred dollars mm. when you apply and pay for it. But you also have to pay your patients to come up to the city. The hotel, you have to stay at the hotel because you have to be there in the morning, like Mm -hmm. early. So it was a lot of money all at once. It might as well have been a million dollars because it just probably seemed like so out of reach. Yes, Mm -hmm. and like we have like no money. So um, one day I was like stressed (laughs) stressing about it Tyler was stressing about it too and um but he didn't let me know as always <laughs> so um I went to the mailbox and um I pulled out a track and it was from school from like a long time ago I don't know like where it came to come from I like I forgot about it and it covered the exact amount oh. for the school and the, for your like, testing and your boards. Yeah, and, and the whole hotel and wow. everything. So that came and it was like so amazing. So I thank God. Right. Like again. So because we couldn't do it, like we were about to ask my mom and dad, like, hey, can you help us out? And we hated to, like, we didn't ask, still we don't ask our mom and dad. Like, we we hate that. Like, Mm -hmm. we want to be independent. Like, we made our own lives and we want to be independent on our own. So, that was a blessing for sure. So, and I think that's how God honors that. I think he... He knows your heart and he knows that, like you just said, you take responsibility for the, where you were yeah. and then he honors that and says, you're doing the work, you're being true to me. You're not being lazy. You're not expecting someone else to take care of you and your I, I quote unquote problems, not that your children are like, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And, or the situation that you're in and he is like, so I'm going to honor that and I'm going to take care of this for you. And that's just phenomenal yeah. again yeah. I don't know why we're always surprised by the things that God does because he can know. do anything but then we're always like can you believe he did that yes yes <laughs> he can do anything but when it's done to for you it's like amazing yeah. when it's done for somewhere else you say yeah of, of course, course. Yeah. yeah but for you also like you said you are seeing like right. yeah he oh, sees me so like good. he sees me and mm-hmm. he loves me and like so um so you take your test. Yes. You pass. Yes. I got my, my lessons. Like, get a job. Mm-hmm. Life's trucking on. Yes. You're like, we're going to make it. We just get to settle off in somewhere in the country and grow old together and watch our kids, right? Is that what happens? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, not, no. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. So we moved out in the country. We got a bigger house that fit four of us, or six of us, so... Six, like the four of kids so um we grew and our house grew and our income grew mm-hmm. and so that was such a blessing and like that work like hard work made it all worth it so um so the anxiety still so um I I we fell out of church. Like we were going and 
not going. So I said, Tyler, like, I need to find a church. He said, find one, but he didn't go with me. So I said, yeah, I, I will find one. Like, I will right. go. So he said, tell me if you'll like it. So I said, okay. So I went to the house church in Paul's Valley, and um, I felt right at home immediately. So people were hugging me, and I didn't even know them, but I felt weird, but good. But good, yeah. Yes. It was peaceful, so, but yes. weird. Yeah, yeah. And I get it. The um, mysteries was right through. Um, so it was a break blue uh, series. And I said, oh, I like, this is where I am at. Like, I want, I need a breakthrough through that anxiety. Like, I want mm. to get through it. So, um, I, um, I felt so at home there. I'm going to my kids there, Tyler there. And, um, every Sunday, like, it was talking to me. And um, I felt so much at peace because I, I thought, like, God knows where I am at. He knows I am supposed to be here mm. to get through that. But whatever, uh, what I didn't know is that he was preparing me mm. for something awful and tragic of ahead. And, um, so in 2018, I started the house church in June or July. So I was getting closer to God through my anxiety, through my, um, peace with my kids and my balance in life. And I was putting him in the balance Mm -hmm. too. So, in October, no, so July 2018, my niece was born by my brother, Mm -hmm. and my brother and his wife had a baby, Drakely, and she is so cute. Mm, She is. I've seen her. (laughs) She is. On on social, she's adorable. Yeah, she is lively and so beautiful, but... um, so three months after she was born in uh, October 2018, my brother passed away mm-hmm. in a wreck. Um, I was I was going to work, and I didn't even know it. I passed his wreck. I passed his oh, car, and um, I wish I was seen it. I think he was already gone, but that still plays in my mind. Like, way, like maybe if I sell it, but like, but I think that's. I like to see that because I've been in a similar situation, <clears throat> and I think that's the Holy Spirit's way of protecting you. Yeah. Because you probably didn't need to see that. Yeah. And. I feel like that's probably like I think that's just God going. I'm just gonna distract you, and you just need to keep rolling because you don't you don't need to be here right now. Yes, yeah. I I can like I can never see that. So I am glad I didn't because I I'm pretty sure like I published if he was already mm. gone because what the uh, uh, 
corn? Yes. Okay. Like, they told us. So, so I drove past, went to work. It was a sunny, nice day. Um, I think it was a Friday. So, it was a good day. It was mm-hmm. a quick, great day. And I will be in the weekend enjoying my family. But I... I um, dismissed my patients and went in the, the offices, and my husband was there, and I smiled red big at me. Uh, I smiled real big at him because I like what it was a surprise, doing? like a yeah. nice surprise, like we're going to lunch. <laughs> and I saw his face, mm. and he was like just distraught. and it, like I saw like something awful has mm. happened. And he said, hey, and um, he said, Trey, uh, he said, Trey had a wreck this morning, and he didn't make it. And I can remember my feet falling out of, um, out the under me, and I felt like I sat down, and I said, no, no. No, like a million times, I said no, no, like it's it can't be tree. Like, so he brought me out of the hospital, and I immediately started praying, like God, you can be, do miracles, like you mm-hmm. can bring him back, mm-hmm. like he can come back, like I know it. <laughs> so I was, so I started praying and. I felt like, no, like, he is gone. So I started praying for my mom because my mom could not take it. His, it was her baby mm. and the only boy. So mm. so I immediately prayed for my mom and dad. And um, I went into the house, my mom's house, and I immediately hugged my mom because... I needed to be strong for her, but she was lifting me up mm. and being strong for me. So it was like the hardest, hardest part of my life, easily. Like, so that is October 2018, and a month later in November, my dad was having trouble with his back. Mm-hmm. So they finally found in the MRI he had a tumor in his um, butt of his spine, like his sacrum area. Mm-hmm. So he told me he likes Christmas. We all got together for Christmas, and he said, "This is what it is, and um, we are going to Houston." For treatment, so mm-hmm. that was six hours away. So I lost my brother. My sister was me and my sister didn't grieve the same. So it mm-hmm. was hard to communicate with to relate other. to each other. Yes, right. and I like I still feel bad for not going over there and just sitting with her because I don't know how to. But also I was grieving myself and my husband too because Trey, Trey was his one of his best friends mm-hmm. when he came back so he was grieving too and then my kids were wondering like what is happening so 
So you're you're trying to grieve, but you're also trying to help your loved ones grieve. Yeah. And that is a hard place. I have some friends that are walking through that currently and um it's there's no answer. I think the the greatest thing I've ever I've learned over the years of of being in grief and walking alongside people who grieve this this deep grief. Like the deepest grief you can feel is there's no right way to do it. There's no everybody's way is different and you just give grace through that and but you also give yourself grace like yeah. sometimes today's my day to grieve tomorrow's my day to help you grieve you know yeah and so it's amazing that you recognize that yes yeah yeah and um my husband helped me a lot like we didn't talk a lot about it but we were there together mm-hmm. he couldn't say anything that would help me get over mm, it but it's the he, hardest place to be yeah but he held me while I throb and cried and that was okay like I yeah. was gone after that for a day or, right <laughs> or five minutes but um so my dad and mom went down to Houston to do treatments for cancer so we were, they didn't seem like we were go down for the weekends and stay in the hotel and trying to make it from for the kids and get mom out. Right. Yeah, and because I worried about mom. Mm-hmm. I, I, That's a lot on her. Yes, because she mm-hmm. was alone, grieving her baby mm-hmm. and um, in the hospital, seeing the worst things that can like are happening to my dad well and in her mind she's probably already thinking the worst what could yes happen because you're already starting you. you could already be grieving like you're like i'm trying to hold on to hope but i have to be realistic here that our futures could be completely and totally different yeah because the out. doctors have told you the worst and mom yeah. mom is like me like like no like we don't <laughs> want the worst. Like the the best things is happening because we believe and right? we are. So, but like when I prayed, I felt different. Um, you know how do you pray for people, and you think like God, you can do a miracle, but you have like reserve. Like He is talking to you like about. And instead of healing and a miracle, mm-hmm. so I I felt like that, but I wasn't giving up hope at all. Like yeah. I said, like that day when he told me he had that kind of cancer, and I said, yeah, we will get to through it. Like we will come and down. You will bet be better but like next year we will get to the we are good this is temporary yes so um we went down there and um so six months later in 2019 yeah 2019 in the summer i went to took the kids to bible church and uh, tyler said dad is not acting right he is like 
not your dad or his dad his dad his dad so yes. he's with his dad yes okay. Tyler it was with his dad my dad and mom were down in they were still Houston. in Houston so they were down so six months they're still down there a year oh wow yes they wow. were down there a year wow so um we I was at Paul's Valley waiting on the kids were Bible church and um Tyler said, like, something is wrong with the dad. I will I will take them to the hospital. I, um, I said he might be having a stroke because mm-hmm. he said his, like, right arm or something is not really working right. And I said maybe a stroke or something. So just get, let's get him checked. And he went to Paul's Valley. And Tyler called me, um, and I had, can hear it in his voice. And he said, uh, they did a scan on Dad's brain, and um, they, they they found a tumor. Mm. And I said, and I can tell he was so upset and, like, worried. So they medified in Tyler, uh, Henry, Tyler's dad, out of um, sulfur. I might have said Puddles of the Bible. And they medified Henry, Tyler's dad, at a sulfur to the city. Mm-hmm. And Tyler was like trying to get clothes and beat them there. So it said, I will go get the kids and call someone <laughs> to watch the kids and come over there because my mom and dad were my babies right? like and my sister was too but my sister was agreeing me I didn't know how she would watch the kids because she was so distraught so um so I took the kids to my cousins and I went to the city so um Tyler and his family were up there, and they said it, um, the, like, the next days, they did surgery on it, and they said it looks like a, uh... Like glioblastoma? Yes, mm-hmm. clio, uh, and I said, oh my gosh, like, I knew, I you know. know, yeah, yeah like, Unfortunately, like, those of us that have been in the or are in the medical field, like you know, yes, and I didn't want to tell mm-hmm. them on mm-hmm. because, um, but I think they looked it up. <laughs> right, like, you don't want to steal someone's hope, but you also know, like, <laughs> that's a bad, this is like this isn't a good diagnosis. No, yeah, and so, um, be, so we waited, and the problem was like the uh, pathology came back. It was ball cell lung cancer so that was much better <laughs> okay but but it was still... in his brain it had metastasized to his brain yes mm. so um they did t- treatments and um they said like six to eight months but he made it three years so that wow. yes yeah, so i was so glad that he was with tyler and in fact he was just in our like backyard because um he helps us watch the kids and he was with tyler they went fishing they have a full three years with That's his amazing. dad so i was what a blessing. yes so um so my dad was still in houston 
And um, the next December, in December 2019, um, they said we have done all we can do. So on my birthday, <laughs> my birthday doesn't fall on good days anymore. <laughs> so um, a day before my birthday, my dad had a huge ter- surgery to remove his, amputate his hip and whole leg, wow. like a right leg. So um, that it was in hope that they can get all of the tumor and mm-hmm. cancer out. So um, my birthday was the next day, and we were at the hospital, and I passed out seeing my dad. It was tragic. But after that, he was in therapy, and, like, they don't wait around. Like, they were standing him up, and my and my son were hopping on one oh, foot. Oh, that's so cute. To help him through therapy. So, this is how you do it. <laughs> yeah, so I was so glad to be there for that because he worked so hard. Um, but in 2019, December, and they said the cancer is back. Mm. We don't know, like, they, they, it's nothing to do. So they came home in December. We have Christmas together. Um, so the same month that he has the amputation is the same month that they... No, so they he had the interpretation in May. Okay. So May. my birthday is May first. Okay, so I got you. the day before. And I don't know how many days are in April. I That's started. It. But, <laughs> um so the day before May first he had the interpretation and he d- still did treatment. Okay, and then May to December it came back. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So in December he came home and we have uh, got to have Christmas together mm. and he was on hospice he was on a lot a lot a lot of um, medicine and drugs to be because bone pain he had mm-hmm. condotrachoma so bone pain is like horrible yeah so he he was like in and out but one day he woke up and he wanted his cowboy hat and we <laughs> gave it to him and he talks about and he said um he said I I miss Christmas and I said no you were here oh. and I said um but it, it's okay like the kids tell you here and you were here so um he passed away in January 2020 mm. So, 2018 to 2020, I have lost my dad and brother. So, mm-hmm. only my mom, my sister, and I will mm-hmm. left. So, um, and... Your, 2020, your dad passes away. Mm-hmm. Tyler's dad is still battling cancer. Yes. Yeah. He was still doing immunotherapy. Mm-hmm. And um, just watching the spots. And I think he had spots on his kidney and um, maybe liver. But they were just watching it. and Amazing. Yeah. So um, in, in 2020, the COVID, like right after yes. my so your dad, dad passed away and then March, spring yeah. break. 
Yes, COVID. So my kids The world flips were, upside down. Yes. <laughs> if yours already hadn't been. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was, like, this was so horrible, but it was good, so good for me because I was still grieving, and I got that time with my kids mm-hmm. and home, mm-hmm. and I really needed to be home with mm-hmm. my kids mm-hmm. and grieve because I was so busy with work and my like balancing everything that it was hard to grieve so um well let alone you didn't even have time to grieve your brother before you get the news on your dad so you know, it just totally gets your, the grief for your brother gets overshadowed because now you've got to like completely turn your focus to your dad. Now your dad has what a year long battle. Yeah. Then, you know, or a year and a half, then it's now you have to hear your, the loss of your father while you're walking your husband through grief. And all the time has your faith just been like, were you ever like, God, you're amazing. And this is such a blessing. Or were you like shaking your fist at God going, why or did you know he was present but you just didn't even know what to say like where where was where was god in all this or where was he to you in all this yeah i felt like god was quiet i so since i was little like seven eight playing on the trampoline i will lay down and like pray and talk to god and i can hear him at a young age, and I saw him, like, not saw him, but right. I saw him in my life, and I heard him, and um, that time, he was so quiet, and I said, like, where are you? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I felt so numb, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't, I didn't, I wanted to live. I wanted to live for my husband and family, but I didn't want to be alive mm. because it was so hard to, like, my heart was so, so shattered. So um, one day I was coming over uh, home from work, and um, at work that day, there was a song that came on the radio and it was talking about I don't want to be alive and it was talking about um, I don't want it to be alive or something but um, I said that song is like getting to me like it will it was making me feel like I didn't want to live. So this was not a good thing. No. This wasn't a God thing. No. Do you feel like it might have been the enemy trying oh, to pull yes. you into dark place? Yes, because at the end of the day, I said, if I hear that song again, like, maybe I, I don't want to be in my life. And I heard it again. It was like, I have like terrible bump and I was like so scared of myself at that moment. So I kept working, kept doing, like, distracting myself away from that. Mm -hmm. And I kept praying. So I was so numb whenever I got home. And I said, I was going to get my kids from my mom. And I said, God, like, I don't hear you at all. I haven't heard you in a while. Like, where are you? Like, 
like, show me something. Like, please show me something because I want to live, like, be alive again. Show me I need to live again. And um, I look up and I was driving down the, like, hilly road and I came up to a hill and a, a like a semi was in front of me and the whole right side was Jesus on a cross and I said okay, like I bawled and I said okay I see you and thank you because I haven't turned you from you in a while but I believe I I I trust you. Thank you so much. But that feeling didn't go away immediately. I dug deeper into my Bible and talked to him way more. Because, because the grief didn't go away. Okay, first of all, I have got to start carrying tissues when we do <laughs> these things. Um, the grief didn't go away. The situation didn't change. No. The 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 physical hurt, the pain, the reality. None of that changes. And I think no. that's what some people get caught up on is, well, if I follow this God that you're talking about, if I, if I surrender to this Jesus that you're talking about, why do bad things still happen? And we live in a sinful world. We just live in a broken world. But God's like, I'm here. I'm right here. Like you said, dig in your Bible. Like my word is here. My encouragement's here. My truths are here. You just got to come to me. Yeah. And, it, and I don't think it's any fault of yours or anyone else's. But like you said, you find yourself, your body physically responds to the grief. Your mind mentally responds to the grief. Your emotions, God gave us emotions. Yeah. And sometimes we just need a reminder, even if it's on the back of a semi-truck, that Jesus is like, listen, I've walked. I know grief. Yeah. I know what you're walking through. Yeah. Let me walk alongside of you. Like, let's do this together. And that's so, and I just, I love those reminders. If, if as a believer, if you ever doubt your salvation, if you're ever in that moment, when that's the Holy Spirit, like going, hey, this song is not good for you. Yeah. The enemy is after you and he sees you in a weak moment. So I'm going to put it. So you reached out to God and you're like, okay, I need to see you. And he's like, okay. Pull up on this truck. Here it is. And this truck. <laughs> so random, but like. I hope someday there's a truck driver driving going, that's my truck as he's listening to this. <laughs> it was like so amazing, but also like so random. Like have to be in a mess of mom. But it's so like, it was right there. Like I, I can't see anything but that. Like it right. was so huge. Right. Like, and on the truck, like the mural. So, so it's beautiful. So after all that happened, I was all in. Like, I know him. Like he has told me. He hasn't left me. He hasn't forsaken me. Yes. I'm not abandoned. Yes. This is life. Yes. Right. So, um, in 2000, um, April 11th. No, fast. Like rewind. So. Caitlin was getting married. Tyler mm-hmm. Stitcher mm-hmm. was getting married. And um, we were preparing for the wedding. What she, month and year was this? It was March. Yes. And then? 22. A little over a year ago. Yes. A couple years go by. Yes. So in 2022. Um, Just last year. Yes, March, like, 
around in the March because actually um, Tyler's dad passed away on Caitlin's, his Mm -hmm. um, youngest kid's uh, birthday. So um, she had a writing right before he passed away. So um, she had clothes for him. He was going to walk her down the aisle. And um, that week before he got sick, Caitlin took him to the doctor and they said um, something is wrong with his heart. So he um, he threw a loo to, I don't know, no, he drove to, like, the ambulance towed him to Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. So for two weeks, Tyler was at Fort Worth and back. Caitlin was trying to plan her wedding still. So um, he was gone for her wedding because she was in Fort Worth with Tyler. And Tyler missed the wedding too. Mm. And Tyler was supposed to officiate mm. the wedding too. So two major... So dad's supposed to walk her down the aisle and her brother's supposed to officiate. Yes. And, and both, both of them... In Fort Worth. Yes. Mm. So I tried to... Tyler was texting me like, hey, dad has stroke or he did have a stroke and he noticed it and he said they found a tumor on his brain um today and I like this is like I am not telling Caitlin like because this is on her wedding day on the herd Friday wow. day. So I was fifting her hair, smiling, <laughs> and trying to act like everything was okay for just this day. Right. So sad, like, but she, like, she was beautiful and was a beautiful wedding, but after it turned so worse, um, we were cleaning up, and Tyler said, hey, dad had a stroke, um, uh, Caitlin need to get him right now Mm. and she was clean up the like it was her writing like night so and I said I will take the kids you go to Fort Worth so her husband and her went to Fort Worth I have all eight kids in my car because she has her own children yeah she had four kids I have four kids and luckily I have a 12 streamer van so that was plenty of space (laughs) so we went to the gas station at like 11 o'clock or midnight and we were like uh, the kids knew something was wrong and my kids like my oldest one and her two oldest one knew something was wrong and her oldest one was so close to Tyler's dad so I was trying to make them distracted riding them all the one like carry me pop like I don't care whatever you want the world is yours right now yes so Tyler and Caitlin went down to Fourth Worth and he had like multiple stroke because Mm. his heart was flowing clots Mm. so um I don't remember all the details of that but um, they brought him home on hospice in Byers. So, um, the same town my, my mom lives and my dad passed away too. So, wow. and Henry 
with empires and we were just waiting on hospice, uh, hospice because we knew you know what hospice means mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. people are mm -hmm. it going to pass away we are trying to make them comfortable so um Henry passed away we had his funeral Tyler and I were also trying to open a gym. Like, mm -hmm. we work so hard on it from October 20... October 21, we were working so hard on the gym. So, we finally got it ready, uh, ready to open. But Tyler's dad got sick, and he passed away, and I said, like, we... We knew we needed to, to the open the gym because mm -hmm. we were paying for that building and loans. Mm -hmm. So out of our pockets, like we need to get that open. So we finally opened it on April 6th, right after, like a week after Henry Lee's funeral. So, on the 11th, on Monday. So, five days later. Yes. And actually, a year ago, yesterday, because yes. this is when we're recording. Yes. Okay. So, um, I went to work that day, um, April 11th, 2022. I um, went to work at the new place. They asked me to come in that day and try it out and help the other hygienists out and I love that place and I said oh it's like it's laid back it's a nice place I already know the dentist from the past so it's a good it was a good day we went to the gym it was the first week opening so um, it was a Monday and ready to start the week and hoping to start fruit camps and I was working out with my husband and two other guys, and I felt good. Like, we took a picture before I worked out because we have to take a picture for the um, bank and the newspaper. Mm -hmm. And we worked out, and I took a picture with my husband after we were working out and sweaty. Mm -hmm. And um, I was so proud of Tyler because that is his goal goal it's been a, dream. a dream for yes. a long time of his like I re think I remember like as a teenager like yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I was so happy for him we came home and I took stepper and I sat down at the table I wasn't really hungry but that is it I went to um, bathe because the kids have all their bath and they were watching TV and um, I went to bathe, to like because we always sit in the little room room after we all bathe, like cuddle, so yeah, mm -hmm. cuddle, watch TV, or talk about anything. But um, whenever I got out of the bath, um, I got my towel, but my right hand wasn't grabbing the towel, like it's mm -hmm. hung by my side. And, um, but your brain's telling it to. Yes, and mm -hmm. I said like, so, like, so I tried to get it in, like, it, get it again, and nothing happened. So I lifted my 
right hand up with my left hand and it's dropped to my side and it, I didn't even feel it. Like it felt like someone else's arm. Like mm-hmm. I just, you were watching it. it, but you didn't feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, I said like, I thought like something is wrong, mm-hmm. but I am confused. Like something is wrong, but like maybe not. <laughs> So I went to the door, and Tyler was cleaning the cushion, and I waved at him, and um, thinking about it now, I couldn't talk. And I so like I mumbled to him, like waved my left hand, and I am not dressed at all. <laughs> like, so I like. I knew something was wrong, so I didn't want the kids to see. Mm-hmm. So I like shut the door a little bit, and I went to the bed, and I didn't even make it on the bed. Like I collapsed on the bed because my leg gave out too. Mm-hmm. So my arm, leg, the whole right side of my body, like was not there. Mm-hmm. I couldn't feel it at all. I kept trying to push myself up on my, my, my bed with my left uh, leg, but I couldn't. And so I, like, laid there. Um, Is Tyler in there with you at this point? Yeah, so Tyler went in there. So he chokes about it now because, <laughs> like, you're half naked and you're waiting me in the door. And this is, he said, I thought it was like, okay, okay. yeah, yeah. like, yeah. This like, is odd, but okay. Yeah. So, he, wow, what a flip of emotions when reality came to be. Yes, yeah, I think he was like, oh, yeah, I'm a giant, and no, like, that's the furthest thing from your mind. Yeah. He said, I sounded like a, like, horse, like, I, my breathing, like, I, I couldn't get my breath out because my right side of my face was numb, too. Mm. So, my lips were not, like, opening, like, and mm-hmm. I don't breathe out my nose, like, all, like, all the time. So, um, he said, um, he knows this, the same symptoms as his dad. He mm-hmm. know he knew I had a stroke. Mm-hmm. So, um, he said, move your arm, move your arm, and he, like, lifted up my arm, and it's, like, stayed. So, I was moving my less time, and he left side, and he noticed my right side was not moving at all. So, um, he, he called my sister, and he said, come over here now, and I don't remember, I remember seeing him, like, I was watching him all the time but I couldn't like I was so slow mm. I couldn't get what he was saying and my sister came so my husband said yeah I, I need to get you dressed so he put on pants that were backwards <laughs> like the like pants that I should have thrown away but he found them pick the one pair that yes. you were like those yes. should never even be in here, let alone on my body. <laughs> yes. So he was putting them on me, and my right, like left hand was trying to take them <laughs> off. He said, "What are you doing? Like, keep their pants on." And I was thinking, like, they're backwards. Like something is wrong, <laughs> right? 
But, um, Let alone they're horrible. Pick a different pair. Yes. So he put a shirt on me, and I have never, like, I don't know where the shirt went because the armpit was whipped open. So my arm went in the armpit, and the sleeve was on my arm. And I was like, it's like, what are you doing to me? Like, I like if I am going to die, I don't want to die like this. Like, so I. This is not how I imagined. Yeah. So, so I saw I saw the immigrant lights. Like, mm. I like went in my room. Like, I saw the lights. So my sister strike the door, pull my kids, and then let my room in. One of my kids opened the door, and mm-hmm. don't know who, and I was trying, to, like, I was thinking, like, to get that out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't you want to. You just want to protect them. Yeah, I don't want mm-hmm. to them to see me die. Like, so, and I felt like I thought I was dying. Mm-hmm. In the air moments, um, I don't know if I was dying. Surely they will told me but I felt like I was in and out and whenever I was out I was like out like I don't remember anything so um I got to the Mercy hospital uh, hospital and they did a CT I think and um I kept raiding my arm like I wanted my husband like I wanted my husband because I was so worried about him because he had just seen his dad go through all of this. Mm. So, and I knew I had a stroke um, because of what they were talking about it. So, um, they moved me in the room and I, like, reached for him. Like, I wanted him to be there to know I was okay, like I was going to be okay, and I didn't know I was going to be okay, <laughs> but I wanted him to know I I am right. here. So um, they get, uh, gave me TPA and a blood thinner. So I so TPA is a medication. Yes, okay. it, it, uh, IV. Okay. So immediately, like I think it's like three seconds, but I don't know. I felt so much clearer. My mm-hmm. pastor was there. He was praying over me. And um, I knew I was going to be okay because mm-hmm. he was there. Tyler was there. My mom, everything. Uh, my aunt's angel. I don't know how they got there that fast. <laughs> Maybe for me it was like a second, but I think it was hours. Right, probably. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I can move my right uh right hand my right leg so I felt um better but whenever I went to talk nothing came out like I I couldn't talk but for some reason I knew I couldn't talk first so um was it frustrating not at first because they asked me like to write something so the writing was French like are you talking, na- are you normally right-handed? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, writing, but I got my arm back from the TVA. Really? Yes. Wow. Like that, that fast. fast. Yes. So I Amazing. yes I got the pen and paper and I was going to write, but I couldn't. Like no words were come out. Like I was so slow. 
but also um I couldn't smell a spell at all I couldn't get the word out on the paper like I thought about what I was and uh, I wanted to say but I couldn't get it out so um they said it's okay like you don't like it's okay so accurately I saw my pastor tried to show so my pastor at first on my phone I wish I would remember it because it was so like I feel I feel like God was preparing me for this moment mm. um but I don't remember the first but um so we they medifying me to the city and Tyler was there I was still asking for Tyler like I was pointing it to my ring the finger like because they said why like they are so caring one and mean to be comfortable like what do you mean and I couldn't talk to couldn't write I was alone I was pointing to my every fingers mm-hmm. I didn't have my phone mm-hmm. so um so um I went on my husband but on the way to metaphorites um the nurses prayed with me mm-hmm. and with my family my mm-hmm. my pastor and um in the plane the uh, guy gave him me his phone and he said hey tell me what your kids names are so the flats were like 30 minutes and for 30 minutes I remember I couldn't spell my kids names Mm. right but for 30 minutes I tried to tell him my kids names and that was I didn't know I I wasn't frustrated but I wanted to tell them about them because I'm proud of them like I love them but I wanted to tell him like my kids are like amazing like they're that is their names I didn't have my phone and um, I couldn't write on Mm him like I so I tried but it was not good how sweet of him to know how to kind of distract you and to give you positive hopeful things to think about while you're going through yet again another crazy yeah tragedy in your life so so what is really cool like it's not like big but it was cool to me so he grabbed his necklace he pulled out his necklace and it was Jesus on the cross and he pulled pulled it up so, um, I said, like, I knew I was going to be okay, but yesterday, um, on the exact year, I had a patient that I was working on, and she was so sweet, and she had the same exact necklace wow. on, and, um, I don't see that necklace everywhere, right. like, so, right. I said, that was so crazy, right, that's so cool. But, um, well, and to know that you have another believer yes. that's with you, that's taking care of you. Like, I just, you know, again, that's just God's protection over you. Going, listen, I'm right here. Yeah. I'm using this person who knows me, who is in tune with me to walk through this with you. You know, I just think, what, amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yes. Yeah. It like, I knew I was be okay. Like, I felt seen again. So, um, so... So I couldn't talk, couldn't write. 
I tried to thank my nurse coming in to that night and I said um I still have the paper and it's so funny to me to now uh now because I remember writing it and I went in to tell him thank you for taking care uh, care of me but I said thank you man in the world <laughs> and he said uh, like I remember him smiling at me and shaking his red right. like you're crazy <laughs> like she, she needs help like, so uh so friendly like I have that paper I'll have all my papers like I went in de-overdermint because Teller didn't pack it and so I was trying to smell D-O like D-E-O like that is it but I can't get it out and I was like your arm yes yeah. I was moving my arms like a deodorant and um like finally someone understand me uh, understood me but everyone was so nice and understanding and sat with me and tried to listen mm-hmm. so um so after that I got home that after that week, um, that Friday, I, I, I didn't want to come home. They said, you can go to an outpatient fertility, but you are not in that criteria because you can walk. Like, you've passed your physical tests that, like, the day after or two days after. But, um, just talking, that is it. Like, I can eat. Like, I... It was hard to eat because my mouth, my tongue, my throat was, like, not working. Mm. But I did it because I wanted to eat. (laughs) And I didn't want to tell them, I cannot swallow very good over there, but I will take, like, smaller bags (laughs) and I can. So, um, my speech therapist was so amazing. Tyler bought my Bible and um, she was a believer too, and she said mm-hmm. you were be called talking in three months. And I said, yeah, like I thought, like three months, I I will be talking. So a month later, I was not talking at all, and I said, I am never going to talk. So that month, every like someone was with me every day for that month, whether it was my. Um, Tyler's cousin, Amor, or my sister and mom, or Tyler, and um, Tyler was ready to get back to normal, mm-hmm. because he was still grieving his dad. You're, I mean, we're talking four years now of just yeah, and chaos two, and grief and tragedy. Yeah, and two weeks, his dad and same thing like a stroke yeah. like yeah. you shall both of them had a, a stroke so um, I was I went to the gym that morning and I said I am working out giving all my frustrations out because nobody can understand me so I have all my words bottled up and I can't talk to anyone but I can talk to God mm-hmm. God understand me like I I know he feels what I am feeling mm-hmm. and he 
knows what I am thinking, even though nobody else. Mm-hmm. So um, I went to the gym. I pray, played worship music. I was on the row for screen, crying, sobbing like God. Like, I'd want to, like, talk, but I trust you. The um, the song that I save, I listen to all the time. It's um, Dancing on the Waves. Mm-hmm. Um can't remember the verse, but it ended up Dancing on the Waves because even if it's worth waters, and I'd go to that all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I dream about being out in the oceans with darkness, darkness and the waves, but I know where the light is. I know that Jesus is with me, and even if it's tragedy, like, I will be dancing on the waves Mm -hmm. because he can do that for me. He can bring me hope and that peace. So, um, that day, I was working out, and I left to go home, and I um I was scared to drive. Don't know why they let me not drive. <laughs> I was both hands on the wheel, looking at the load, like being so careful that I was listening to my worship, worship and music, and I turned it down. And I was thinking and praying in my head, and I said, God, like even though I was not talking again, I will still serve you. I will bring honor to you and I will still bring people to love you and know you like you have done me and um I heard right like so loud in my head like in the car I said okay like you just heard the word wait yes okay I said okay like I will wait I will still trust you Mm -hmm. but I will I will wait, but it was like it's getting to be like a month and a half, and I am not talking out like no word. Amazing. My I, husband will be so happy <laughs> if uh, I wasn't talking for oh, a yes. month and a half. Ta- Tyler went shit. I'm sure he made some jokes about it. Oh, yes, yeah. So the only word I was saying is IKEA. And I have never been to Ikea. I feel like that's a sign. You probably I need know. to go. <laughs> and, and my pastor were alive, said, it. like, you need to go to Ikea. And I said, no, it's a right. sign. But um, Maybe we could get them to sponsor you. Since you were the first word after. Yes. <laughs> that was the first word after your stroke. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, so Ikea. So I rolled over in the bed and... I um, turned to Tyler and I said, I wanted to say, like, good morning or something. And I said, Ikea. And he said, no, not this again. Like, no, this too early. Because he heard Ikea, Ikea, Ikea every day. Right. For, like, because I, like, if I shouted at the kids or got any uh, one a chinchin and I said Ikea like, right it's like so, the toddler who always says why why yeah, why so, why but it's, it was, Ikea Ikea so um, he said not this again so um, he so you hear wait from God yes and how long did you have to wait before you spoke um I think like a week later wow so not the three months no so not talking but right. I but can, more than Ikea yes <laughs> Yes. 
So the first word Tyler was trying to cheat to me, I love you, but L's are so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but my sister-in-law, Leah, she was here eating supper. She was trying to teach me my kids' names. So um, I was, like, following her mouth and, like, like working on it. And I did. Like, I said Tyler first. <laughs> so I can stay, like, I love you, like, partly. Tyler, Lila Livy, and Jackson Mav were hard. But I learned L's. So L's were easy t's were easy because that is always hard like l's and t's but i put it up fast they were the ones that came faster to you yeah that's crazy yeah yeah because i had i love you and tyler in my head i wanted to talk to people because i didn't want people to think i was weird not talking to Mm -hmm. him so, um, I told a lot of people, I love you. <laughs> I told gently, and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't tell you, like, I can't tell them, like, oh, I didn't mean to say that, like, I love the you. At and the grocery store is like, I love you too. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird, like, and so, I, like, if I said, like, I screw me, I said, I love you, and I was like, oh my gosh, why is that coming out? So, um, for a while, I said, uh, maybe I don't need to talk because <laughs> my mind is not right. working out right. But um, so for a while, I said um, maybe God doesn't want me to talk. So before my stroke, I w- I was at the women's event and I talked there and mm-hmm. I steered my story. And at the kids' event, um, I was talking to the kids about grades. Mm-hmm. It's so funny mm-hmm. because, it, so at the random retreat, I was talking about abide. And mm-hmm. at the kids' retreat, I was talking about grades. And mm-hmm. I, t- I was talking about Daniel, uh, Daniel Gould, uh, how even though life was rough, for him, he still follows God. Mm-hmm. So um, that is really cool that it came into my story because I have to have a lot of grit and faith that I would talk again. Mm-hmm. You're finally talking. So about two months, a month and a half, two mm-hmm. months. And now we're going to fast forward a year. Here we are. One okay. year and a day to the anniversary. Yes. In that year, you've... You're speaking so well. Yeah, I know you. you still get frustrated at times, yeah. but you're. Um, it's amazing. Life is semi back to normal. I feel normal, but in November twenty two, my kids were on a break and um, uh, on their Thanksgiving break, and I think I took the whole week off to be with them. The first day. I woke up and I felt weird. So I needed to clean and I walked through the house and I said, I still feel weird. So mm-hmm. I sat down and I felt like I was going to pass out. So mm-hmm. whenever I feel like I am going to pass out, because I have done it before, sitting down helps. Like I mm-hmm. regain my focus and I was good. But I said, Tyler, like, Jax. 
Tyler was gone. Mm-hmm. So only the Just four. you and the kids. Mm-hmm. And I said, Jax, um, something is wrong. Like, And he's how old at this time? 11. Wow. Mm-hmm. He just turned 11. Wow. So I said, Jax, something is wrong. And I passed out. I woke up and they were like at my sides. And I um, lock my phone and I shout like, Jax, a calm a nanny, something is wrong. That's so, your mom? Yes, okay. so he called my mom. He, she didn't enter. She he called my dad. He, he said call nine one one, and I was like in and out. So um, he Jacks called nine one one. Tyler told him to call nine one one. Yes, mm-hmm. so he was at the couch talking to them for me, mm-hmm. and um, Lila and Libby. Lila was in Jax's lap, almost, mm. like, crying, and Libby was holding my hand, and Mav was in the folder, so all of them were oh right there. So, um, that is my biggest fear whenever I came home. I didn't want to die in front of uh, my kids, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to come home after a match broke, mm-hmm. but I didn't do it, fit the criteria so yes so I came home and um I felt like I was going to die for months like something is wrong right something is wrong right so I got over like something is not right but I am living so Mm -hmm. okay so I went on normal in November 21st like that day and my heart stopped for 19 seconds. What? So I have a loop recorder in my chest from my stroke. Like they put a loop recorder just in case they missed something with mm-hmm. my heart. In April when you had the original stroke? Yes. Because they weren't sure. They just. Yes. Okay. No calls. Like they said, I don't know why you had the stroke, but we are putting this in our chest just to make sure. And they said, I went to two other appointments before November, and they said, everything looks good. So, November 21st, I called them a week later because I said, like, I have passed out before. Like, nothing happened, so I'm good. So, a week later, and I said, hey, I passed out on November 21st. Just to let you know. And they said, yeah, we will read that day. So they went over that day. They called me the next day. And they said, hey, can you come in tomorrow? And I said, uh, yeah, I can. I said, uh, is something wrong? And she said, yeah, your heart um, didn't. She said, your heart paused for, I think she said, I think I thought she said five seconds. And I said, oh, that is not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's, no, that's not good. She said, so can you come in tomorrow? And I said, yeah, I can. So my husband and I went the next day in the morning, and they said um, they pulled up the chart, and they said your heart beat slowly and slowly in the flat line for 19 seconds. So I so that's what happened when you were here with the yes, kids. So I did die, die. in front of them, my kids. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, and Jack said, does that mean she died? And I said, I guess, technically I guess. And I'm like, and so um, Mav is 
like all about body and anatomy and like wow. all silent like silent so he said i think dead <laughs> you died oh my gosh but um so they said you need a pacemaker so i am 30 years old and older people come in the uh, office and they they said um are you healthy and they said yeah and healthy and i am going to be a 70 or 80 and i said okay and they told me their problem and I said me too me too <laughs> I had that I same have a yeah too. <laughs> yeah whenever I turned you're in 30, the special club <laughs> yes uh, whenever I turned 30 I'd turn 82 like we are <laughs> the same age and they said uh with the pacemaker you're live for like 90 and i said oh no my mind won't be good but my heart will <laughs> still functions but so my heart did pause for 19 seconds so i got the pacemaker in december so that was a long i think it was a month right after the month wait because i felt like i I knew something was wrong when it, after my stroke, but that was definitely wrong. Like that had to be t- the cause for me. And I said, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this again. Like, like mm-hmm. plead, make, uh, plead, let me make it to the pacemaker. Right. So that pacemaker that day before, I had a patient who was so so nice. And um, she wanted to give me a gift, and I said, um, "I don't, I don't need anything." Like she said, "No, God has told me t- this morning, I am supposed to be give a gift to someone." And I said, "I know, I don't know." And she said, "Let me talk to your boss." And I said, oh, "Okay, like." I said you don't have to and she gave me a get like a money gift oh, and wow. um so I was like I felt seeing again so the next morning the next like that night I didn't sleep at all like I was talking and turning before the pacemaker in the morning and I couldn't take my electric to for two days so I said, like, my blood is going to clot. I am going to have another stroke. I was worried. So I read my Bible the whole night, and I woke my kids and my husband, and he doesn't know that. But um, I woke a, like, letter mm. to my kids um, because I I was scared about the surgery, and they said it will be easier. Like, it would be easy, and you will be right in and out. But I still, like, felt like God was trying to prepare me for a while for maybe this. Maybe I am walking in the valley of death. Like, mm. and so... I work my kids and husband, and that next morning I woke up and it was dark outside. And I look up, and I always look up at the stars at night in the morning. So I look up, and it was not a cloud in the sky, and I can see the scars so bright. And I said, oh, he, he sees me. Mm-hmm. 
like him, he knows me, and I am going to be okay. So I erase all my messages to my husband Hickens because I work them on my phone because I know they will go through all my notes because <laughs> I have a ton of things in my notes, like lesson to for the kids and myself. And you erased those letters that you wrote the night before. Yep, because I know, like, I felt like he sees me all night. I have been getting pastures from him that told me I will be okay with his hand. Like, so, um... Where was your, um, go-to, what's your, in that, in that moment, like that night, like what's... Maybe not one particular verse, or if you do, you can think of it. But what, where, where, like, do you, are you just the, I'm going to open the Bible and I'm just going to hope that God speaks to me, or that night were you like, I'm like reading everything about David and Psalms, or I'm going to, like, where did you go in your Bible? So, um, so I do something weird. Like, I open the Bible and I, like, fold up. And I close on mine and clip something, and I go to the verses and I click something and I read all of it. Gotcha. But um, so you're on your phone. Yes. So it's really no different than if someone were just to open the Bible and be like, "Okay, God, talk to me on this page." Oh yes. Okay. I use my phone all the time. I have my Bible, like I open my Bible at church and I open my Bible, but um. I can copy and paste from the Bible mm-hmm. to my um, my phone, and I have all my notes in my phone. But I still write uh, write down verses. Mm-hmm. But Tyler told me the other day he's uh, like not the other day like a while back, and I said um, I said Tyler like. God is real. Like he is he he has his hand is all of this. Like he has. Like he is trying to tell us to tell our story mm-hmm. and share hope. And um I feel that like like I have known since I was little that God is doing something from uh through me. Mm-hmm. And um so he texted me and he said he said I struggle with that because I sit back and watch my life who has the strongest real power and the strangest faith get used like you are but if it is a bigger picture I wish I can see it I struggle with it because it's not fair but I will try no character and I said okay so last night it was so funny because I wanted to write a book I was I wanted to write a book before my stroke so whenever I wasn't talking or writing I said maybe God doesn't want me to write my book so maybe not but that is in the enemy talking because right. God would not want me not to share right. his story in my right. life so um last night I would I have been praying hard for Tyler to see God move in every day of his life like a bigger thing that he can't miss 
So last night he said, hey, um, I downloaded and did an app. And I said, oh, okay. He's like, what? <laughs> so he bought up a points for a book. And I said, you, like, you are further than I have ever been. Like he was like clicking on them. And I was so, like, so proud, but I don't want to push him. But, so it's all on his own, but... Um, so it's an app to write a book? Yeah. Like, it walks him... So he's even thinking his own book. Yes. I think it'll be a, a the two of you kind of book. It'll be kind of cool. Yeah. Your version, his version of how everything happened. Yes, because it's in our mix, because mm-hmm. he is... He was in the Marine, so it's hard to read him. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't open up and tell his feelings. Like, he doesn't be vulnerable. And I am a open book because um, I don't. I want people to see God, like, what he has done for my life. Ben, it's hard to firm them because they, they are vulnerable and they... It, I think they look like they are weak because mm-hmm. they need and they want healing. They not not healing, but they want to be um, taken care of them, and they are supposed to take care of, of everyone. Mm-hmm. But he he wants to start the book too, That's and good. I never knew like he wanted to like do that with me so it was so fun and I, I hope it will end up so good for at least like one person who finds a God for, through all of this story let me thank you for sharing your story here I know just for me to come up to you in a basketball game and whisper in your <laughs> ear and I'm telling you that was a total God thing because I mean it sounds like not to be rude, but you weren't on my list. I mean, you and I have never, this is the first time we ever like really like sat down and visited in person. We've run into each other every now and then. We don't come from the same places. Like, you know, we see each other on social media. And so, um, I was sitting up in that gym that day and like, God was like, you need to go ask her and you need, and there was one other person I asked and, um, he hasn't said yes yet. And he gave me the, I'll pray about it, which, you know, yeah. to everybody else, like, that's the church answer for saying no kindly. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see if, if the Lord gets to him. Um, and so for you to think this crazy woman who just randomly, like, walks up to me and whispers in my ear, you know, in a screaming basketball game, um, I think that's just, it, it's just a testament to how God works in all of us in different ways. And that. Like, I have cried so many times today, and that message from Tyler is the truest example of love because he has sat beside you and watched the love of his life just suffer, and but yet he has to have faith to know that God's doing amazing things, and that's so hard. Yeah. I'm so proud of him. You know, he's just a little teenage boy wrecking his motorcycle from what I remember. You guys have done amazing things, and God is using your story in ways that you will never even imagine, and some you'll get to see and some you won't, and so I want to thank you for that. What would you say to someone that hasn't shared their story yet. Yes, I, I am big on sharing your story. It's so hard because you are ripping the bandaid off again. Like you go through mm. the grief again. Like after this, I will think about my brother all mm-hmm. day. But yeah. it's a good, like, literally, I should think about them mm-hmm. more. So uh, I do. It's so hard to 
to share your story because last time Tyler woke, uh, broke all his topics and his bullet points and like he was writing what he wanted and he said I am emotionally drained mm-hmm. and I said why and he showed me the app so and I said oh that that will drain you right. because you're free leaving all of that again but also someone is like broken like you mm-hmm. and wants to see you that you made it through it you are still living like it you are hurt but you can go on there's hope yes Mm -hmm. so even if you like that day you where you said i don't want to be alive hope is found Mm -hmm. and even if it's through your story one person it's so like it matters Mm -hmm. it does what would you tell someone who hasn't met this man, Jesus, that has walked alongside of you and understands every single thing that you've gone through and gives you that hope? What would you tell someone who hasn't fully surrendered their life to him yet? Yeah, it's hard to surrender because you have to throw back a lot of things that you're putting in the way of him. And surrendering is every day. Like... You have something every day. You have to start a sob and say, like, that is not good for me. I need to go to him. And um, he will change your life um, every day. What about someone who's out of hope? Someone who's grieved, has walked through the loss like you have? Someone who has, you know, your loss, including your brother, your father, Henry, your father-in-law, and then even just your freedom, your speed. In those moments, you still had hope. Yeah. And we know that hope comes from Christ. Yes. Someone who is walking without Jesus, what would your encouragement be to them? I will say, just talk to him. Like, reach out to him. Mm -hmm. Even though you don't think he hears you or even though you don't think he is real, he will show you. Mm-hmm. Um, Even on the back of a semi-truck. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yes. So reach out and um, open your Bible and see what. Talk to who. Like, be open about it. And right. pray that your heart is softened. Because I say Tyler had it. Like, I have always said he had a hard heart. He, he isn't vulnerable. He guarded his heart. And I said, um, you have to you have to open up. You have to just try. Even if you are so angry and you tell God, like, why? Where are you at? He will show you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sometimes beautifully and sometimes painfully. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, um, Myla, I want to thank you. Um, you, um, are the most beautiful soul I have probably ever met. You're an overcomer and you are truly a living, breathing, walking miracle. And I am so excited for you and Tyler to share your story. I love this idea of it being two different perspectives of the same journey that gives us this reality that we're walking through it, but the ones next to us are walking through it too. And to see where they're at at the same time, I see so much possibility there it's pretty cool and so um i thank you 
there we go. Thank you for telling us about a man. Yeah, thank you. So, thank you so much for inviting me to tell my story because I I felt like God wanted to me to tell me uh, tell my story for a long time, and I think it's just a start of telling our story about all the tragedies in God with it all the way. So. Thank, thank you so much. Absolutely. Ashes to beauty. Yes. Yeah. My dear friend, I want you to know that this man, Jesus, my guest spoke of, is relentlessly pursuing you at this very moment and longs to love you unconditionally, no matter your story. There's no fancy prayer or special words. Just believe, trust, and surrender. We've listed several free resources in the show notes to help you begin your relationship with Jesus and to walk in His truth and love today and for eternity. And to my brothers and sisters, if you already have a relationship with Jesus, then I encourage you to continue to pray for our guests and all who listen to this podcast. And to go tell others about a man that changed your life forever.